We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. What we do not do is spy unlawfully on Americans. We are leaving in 2014. Period. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. You are listening to Biting the Bullet with Luke and Typo. Hey guys, before we get started, I just wanted to make a quick announcement. Um, anyone going to Childeberg? Um, that would be, it starts on May 28th, uh, Memorial Weekend at the end of the month here. Um, I still think they have some tickets available, so if last minute you guys think you can come, the more the merrier. If you guys want to be with our section, we have the smoke pit, so if you do buy your ticket, tell them you want to be in the smoke pit, and uh, looks like we got like 15 people that signed up for it, so looks like we're having a, a pretty decent sized group. That's awesome. I'm, I'm excited to hang out with everyone. Um, but yeah, if you're coming to Childerberg, you want to show up on Saturday. That's when the whole camp is available and they have enough room for everyone. So Saturday, the 28th, if you need to get there, like the Friday, the night, um, they do have limited space, but it's not as, it's not as much as they'll have on Saturday. So if you do have to come in on Friday, make sure you let them know and talk to either email uh jake or message him and uh he'll he'll let you know if they have room and i'm sure they have a little bit of room but they're keeping a track because they don't have a lot of room uh sorry about today's episode we did have a little bit of uh connection issues with our guest so please bear with us there we only cut out a few times but um we made it work and i edited the best i could um, but for today's episode where we have on Judah and, uh, he was just recently separated from the Marine Corps for refusing the vaccine. So we get to talk to him about what that was like and what the Marine Corps was like through COVID and, uh, without further delay, here's our episode with Judah. All right. Welcome everyone to Biting the Bullet. Um, today we have a special guest, Judah. And uh, he was in the Marine Corps, and he's going to tell us about his time a little bit. So first thing, we're just going to start off with, when did you join the Marine Corps? I joined in June of 2017. Uh, No, 2018, sorry. June of 2018. Um, And I left uh, a month and a half ago, so March 16th, I believe. Oh, wow. And what did you sign up for? What was your MOS? Uh, 0631. So, oh hell yeah! Super You're calm. <laughs> Luke was a, Luke was a radio I was, operator. I was a radio operator, so like I, I I had to work with all the all the super nerds and then all the dumb nerds, or not nerds actually, just all the dumb asses, <laughs> all us radio operators. <laughs> yeah. yeah, typo typo was a super nerd. He was as well. He was uh, but he was uh, fucking. Yeah, no, I uh... intel. 
Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Very, very smart. Yeah. Yeah, we'll say that. Where were you stationed at, dude? Quantico, Virginia. Oh, dude, you were in the cesspool. Oh, that was, dude, that's exactly what I was about to say. Is I was like, as deep as the cesspool goes, Quantico lies at the bottom of it. It is the most abhorrent place on this planet. Oh, my God. It was bad. That is horrible. I feel so <laughs> sorry for you. Dude, all right, so you joined in 2018. Two years yep. in, fucking COVID happens. That had to have been – like, the Marine Corps sucks. Like, the Marine Corps is just trash in general. But then yeah. COVID happens. It had to get way worse, right? Like, it was, it was horrible, wasn't it? It was – yeah, it was terrible. Um, like, just every – you know, everybody went, you know, like, oh, you know, lockdowns and mass and all this. And, mm. and the Marine Corps went, took it to the nth degree, as they always do. And, <laughs> um, you know, down to the like they issued they, they were selling like a certain kind of mask at the PX, but you weren't allowed to wear those. You had to wear like the specific issued one it was complete garbage. And um, they were they were uh, they were like NJPN and. 6105 people. I don't think they NGP'd any, but they threatened it and they were 6105 and people for catching COVID at one point. Um, oh my just God. Just because they're like, well, you were irresponsible and you went somewhere. Yeah. They were basically saying, like, okay, you went, you know, somewhere where you weren't supposed to be and, and didn't take the proper precautions. So now you're, you're, you know, uh, what damaging government property, whatever that stupid, like. That sounds about right. And yeah. And I, I, I had it at least twice and I kind of just ignored it both times. You know, I was like, okay, whatever. I feel kind of crappy. It is what it is. You know? Um, in fact, I actually went to work once with it. Um, and, uh, but at this point, so when I, when I had it and went to work with it, it was like way down the line, everybody except my, mm-hmm. myself was vaccinated and, um, and you know, they were all wearing their masks and doing what, you know, doing all the things that they do. Um, so, you know, I was like, Oh, you know, if the vaccine's as good as they say, they should be fine. So it showed up anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they basically as soon as uh it was actually me i was i was feeling like crap someday and i'm sitting there and i'm just like uh you know just kind of like not not feeling it one of my civilian bosses which 90 percent of my chain of command is civilians um okay. came through and was like hey you look like crap and i was like i feel like crap and they're like leave the building now and i was like okay i sat outside for like two hours waiting to hear from somebody and then they're like, go get tested at the clinic. So I go to the medical clinic or whatever to, to medical. And they're like, yeah, we don't test here. You got to call the nurse advice line. I'm like, okay. So I call the nurse advice line. They're like, what are your, you know, how do you feel? And I'm like, ah, it's just like a little stomach thing. And you know, it's not feeling on top of the world right now. And they're like, oh yeah, no. Okay. Um, you might, you might not, but we don't really have a way to help you get tested. And so they're like, you know what? We're just shutting the whole section down. Wow. Home. I was like, you know, okay, whatever. And uh, that led into three months of like total quarantine for us, and um, which was, you know, blatantly ignored on the weekends and stuff. We we're still hanging out and, <laughs> and doing our thing, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, just you know, they they and I, they got pretty pretty wild about it. There, the cops got called a couple times for people being like leaving their rooms and stuff, or being seen going into a room that they. We're like, oh yeah, you're not supposed to be in there, whatever. So it was Jesus Christ. It, it was it was super over the top. And um 
yeah, I mean, it was it was wild from the get go, and then like they finally started opening up like you know the gym and and places like that. We started getting back to work, and um, and I was never a mask believer. I was like, I mean, you know, everybody should do what they want to do, but I'm you know I didn't for a second like want to wear it. Shit. <laughs> and uh yeah pretty much and they just like i the number of times basically on a daily or more basis i got yelled at for not wearing it or you know not wearing it properly or whatever and um and it's just like i i really don't care i'm gonna do it again because this is this is retarded like i'm not i'm not gonna Dude, it, it sounds like, like uh, you know how you, like people, those videos you see from like China and how bad their lockdown was where they're like, you see like the, the police in like full hazmat suits, like going around marching. That's what I imagine the Marine Corps did. <laughs> it was, it was real close. I mean, they had, um, I remember a, a buddy of mine that got COVID. So I got married partway through the pandemic and moved out of the barracks but i had a buddy who got it while he was in the barracks and they had a separate covid quarantine barracks and they would put you in there and like um he had like they don't run um what's the marine corps wi-fi boingo they don't run boingo out there or xfinity or anything like that so he had his phone and like a set of clothes and that was it and that's what he got to take over there with him and he was in there for two weeks and oh it was like, God. dude, you're basically in prison right now. You're like, yeah, that's restriction. In that's um, exactly what restriction is. Yeah. They put you in a separate barracks and you don't have any Wi-Fi or fucking anything else. Yeah. And uh, I actually I I had to sneak into that barracks to, to bring him food because he was like, he was like, dude, I'm so sick and tired of this chow hall food. Can your wife cook me up something? <laughs> so so she whipped up something. I, I had to sneak into these barracks to get him this stupid food. It was ridiculous. <laughs> And I, right, right. I had a couple of other buddies that got in there that didn't have any toilet paper, so I had to sneak toilet paper in for them. Like it was just, it was. Well, you know typical. that I was, I was seeing that shit uh, out of Oki. Like I, there was a couple people on uh, Schwab that they were just getting, like they weren't like the, the family members that were outside the bases. They were trying to get onto the base to give like marines food and shit like that and they weren't letting them in and they were like having shitty food and their water was like expiring like it was horrible it wasn't potable anymore and they like covered the whole thing up and i was just like i I mean it would have sucked to been on one of those kind of bases but even the like american bases like fuck dude I, i just couldn't i automatically assumed just from when we were in and i got out in 2016 typo got out 2017 i was like i could have just assumed like it was it was already bad when we were getting out and i mean it was bad before we got in but it was already getting worse like you could see it progressively getting worse every time like a new generation got out and everybody that we've talked to and i was like but under covid it had to be absolutely horrendous well and the mask thing like i started seeing the marpat masks come out and they were like making <laughs> all the marines wearing them and shit and i was yeah. like that is the dumbest fucking thing that but the most marine corps thing i've ever seen oh yeah absolutely and i mean they took it past the whole covid thing they were doing um they were doing like um inclusion and sensitivity training and stuff like that <laughs> and uh like pushing all that out and i mean that was a ride with my unit because even though most of them caved to the stupid vaccine they you know most of them are still like not quite that far asleep you know and so we're all sitting there like this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life um 
So, like, it's – I cannot imagine how bad it will be in two years, three years, four years. Like, I mean, you've seen the commercials that the Army's putting out. And, yeah. Like, like they uh, they have all the new um, radicalism training that they do now as part of the uh, the bits or the annual training or whatever. Um, yeah. Like, it's just – it is – it like, it, it got so bad so fast. Like, you know – it used to be like, oh, you know, this this new generation of Marines, they aren't like the old breed, you know, the yeah. young breed is just not the same. And now it's like, okay, it's really going off a cliff fast, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody had some truth to it, but they were kind of being bitches about it. And now it's just like, oh, shit, maybe they were right. And it's like, <laughs> it's getting pretty bad. But I think it's all the old heads that did it. Like all the old heads are the ones that are still in charge. And they're like, yep, this sounds like a good idea. I can put this on my... Uh, my fit rep so i can get promoted next next month or you know it's always the same shit that's exactly what they're doing yeah i mean it's just it's it's uh, it is all do once you hit like e7 or o2 or o3 yeah like it's all politics it's yeah it's washington dc but you know <laughs> on every base in the marine corps and and i'm sure the other branches too like i mean it's just you quit doing your job at that point you 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 fight for like better funding and whatever other crap they want to do. So mm-hmm. dude, fucking insane. I, <laughs> I think the, the COVID barracks is a crazy idea. I kind of thought, I just assumed they'd lock, like make people lock in their rooms and they'd have fucking, uh, you know, guard duty on each floor and be like, Hey, you got to stay in your room. And then if dude, that's the craziest thing, everybody, like at a certain point, there's parts of the Marine Corps that just become narcs. Like they're the biggest yep. fucking narcs in the world oh, and yeah. they like cave to fucking everything because they just want to be, a, they've always wanted to be a Marine and they're just a Marine. They have no yep. outside thought whatsoever. And I thought like, I bet you it got 10 times worse once the COVID shit ran around. Oh, for sure. For sure. It was, it was terrible. Um, and like they, so <laughs> like, you know, they would, they were for a while putting anybody that was like secondhand exposure in the COVID barracks too. And then they quit nice. doing that, and that's when my my roommate got exposed, and so I was secondhand, and and they were like, uh, they were trying to make me go get tested, and this was shortly. I got tested for COVID one time, and um, and then after that, the whole thing about certain uh, testing companies selling DNA data to China came out, and I was like, okay, no more testing for me. Um, and so they were trying to make me go get tested, and I was just like, no, sorry, I'm not doing that. And I had to I had to pull you know all the strings, like you know I was pulling stuff out of my ass, just like. Hey, you know, uh, all the all the places that test are, you know, within three hours are closed or they're they're completely scheduled full or whatever. And like, you know, like the clinic closes in 30 minutes and whatever else. And until finally it was almost a weekend. And I was like, you know, what? they just told me to quarantine for a few days and see how I feel. And, you know, that turns out I was fine. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did um, you so you were in Quantico like. I kind of want to know what Quantico is like, because because we always hear about Quantico, but that is like the DC like base, like all the yep. all the hubs and everything. And so, like, I'm sure you've worked with, or yeah, you already said it. You worked with a bunch of like civilians, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what? and former service civilians are the worst people to to be a boss. <laughs> Yes, because <laughs> they know they know they can step all over you and nobody will do anything about it and it'll push them up the chain really quick. It'll look real good. So like Quantico is just it's it's all it's a bunch of old civilians, you know, trying to reach that step on the totem pole. It's a bunch of young Marines that went to like Bahrain or Oki or something like that and got broken 
or just wildly unlucky. Um, you know, like the number of Marines on BCP or they're currently being medsept or whatever, some of them good Marines, some of them terrible Marines, you know, that ended up there. And then uh, a few unlucky, you know, first termers that just got dumped in a slot there. But for the most part, it's just, it's a, yeah, cesspools is the only word that I'm like, that, that actually, like just everybody's broken. Everybody's uh, on, like the, the BCP numbers there are just wild, you know. You got like IPAC has, uh, IPAC for a while had like a couple of um, sergeants or staff sergeants that were like red tabs. And so they were doing like everybody IPAC that's a, you know, 110 pounds soaking wet is a black belt. And um, <laughs> this like, it's just all kinds of like Quantico is, is like where all the retarded things in the Marine Corps like spawn. And then they, they trickle out from there, you know, to, yeah to contaminate everything else. It's just like all the dumb, just useless crap. And there's a lot of good Marines there and people there that it's just like, you know, sorry, sorry, you ended up here, you know, like, yeah. yeah, I and know you. There's probably a bunch of higher ups there too, right? Yeah. Oh, tons, tons, and tons yeah. of like, uh, um, higher level officers and just, and and they all, all of course are used to being very important in the world. Yeah. What? What? What made you want to become a marine? On. think we cut out a little bit so the careers get all you know all all the worst because they're there's a whole bunch a whole bunch of colonels and you know one star and um didn't know what else in oh okay i didn't seem like a reasonable idea at the time is my audio dying again yeah it died for a second but you're back it sounds like you're fine now okay all right, cool. Yeah. yeah, like I said, didn't want to go to didn't want to go to college. knew I knew college was a scam. I just don't understand the Marine Corps was a scam too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was I was working at Little Caesars, and it was like this is not you know there's like some forty year old you know or fifty year olds working there with you know spouse in prison or whatever, and it's like I don't want this to be me. <laughs> so, a couple of recruiters yeah, no. came in, slick talked me, and yeah. That makes sense. I get it. I fucking get. It. I mean, that's the same thing with Typo and I. We were just like, yeah, fuck going to college. Like, uh, I don't want to do all that. I'll join the Marine Corps. Typo had a little history because his dad and stuff and some of his other family were military. His dad was Marine Corps. I didn't have that. I was just like, fuck it. I'll go. To the, I'll, if I'm going to join the military, I'll join the hardest one. And I was like, that was a dumbass fucking decision. But whatever. Yep. <laughs> and then yep, uh, yep, yep. it was it was always a good like. The thing that we always say about the Marine Corps was like a fucking good time with your boys, but at the same time, it was like the worst fucking place to be ever. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what makes it such a good time is like, you know, the right. rest of your life sucks, so you might as well have a good time when you're, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, you have a really good yeah. time on your free time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> For yeah, sure. It's it's one of those weird places. I, I like to refer to it as the Twilight Zone because you just see the wildest shit there. And fuck, dude, I think, like, you probably saw even more wild shit just first off being in Quantico. I bet you it, – it just seems like a place – like, Marine Corps seems like a place where people walk backwards. Like, it's – like, what – the way things that they're supposed to do in a straight line, it doesn't happen that way, even though they're still moving in a straight line. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just, like, 
they have to do so many different things. It's like walking with, uh, walking with your hands in your pockets. Like you're not allowed to do that. And it's like, all right, that's fucking stupid. It's 30 degrees outside. Fuck you. Or not being able to chew gum while walking. It's like, that's another dumbass fucking rule. Uh, everybody, um, not being able to get tattoos, like the tattoo policy was big while we were in. And I know it got lifted up a little bit, but it's like sleeves and shit like that. It's like, we're the biggest killers in the United States. Like that's our fucking job. And you think it's bad for us and unprofessional for us to have tattoos on our arms. Like, it's just like the shit that they expect of you doesn't make sense with the expectations that they hold for you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, they, the Marine Corps doesn't know how to pick a lane, you know? Yeah. Like they're trying to do it bunch of different stuff like i watched them do spend like 600 grand or something like that on a on a base modernization project to do with like their their internet services and stuff and it was a total waste you know it didn't really improve anything and a lot of it got done wrong so they're gonna have to go back and invest another like half million dollars into fixing a bunch of it and it's just like why are we even doing this like the marine corps should stick with like 1940s technology and just call it good you know and there's there's no 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 point in the ring for trying to stay up with the times, but you know, once everything's political, it is, it is all politics and like, just like the amount of the number of people. So while I was in the Italian and base CEOs, all of them, and you know, they basically all read a script about like, this is, you know, all the different things you need to do. And um, like using like the, the Marine Corps is like the most manipulative institution ever um like you know they call you all there and you all sit there and then one at a time they single you out so they can you know so you don't feel like you have anybody you know that's got your back and it's like just like they've got like i'm sure they have little sheets of like okay here's all the different reasons that people are likely to give for not wanting to get it and you know here's how you here's how you get them on that one like yeah whatever like did did most of the like higher-ups buy into the bullshit i think most of them fully did yeah like com- completely and utterly i had um when i was speaking uh speaking to the base ceo um uh, the base star major was there as well and he just like his confusion as to why i wasn't just like oh well you know you told me so and and you gave me these great reasons franklin graham said i should get vaccinated so obviously i should <laughs> like you know like he just he seemed completely blindsided by the fact that you know i didn't i didn't agree with this and i think it comes from a place of him being totally bought into it you know and you know, for a lot of them, it doesn't matter. Like, or, or like, uh, my uh, company CEO, he was wildly confused because he's like, well, dude, I had to take all these, you know, different vaccinations and smallpox and, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, sir, I'm sure you did, but that's not me. And, uh, you know, I'm making different choices. It is what it is, you know, and like, just, but I, so institutionalized. I had a gunny that used to always yap at me that I was a lifer because I had a family. And I'm like, have you ever had a job outside of the marine corps <laughs> and he's like no I, I joined right out of college and i'm like okay there's the there's the issue you don't know how to function as an adult without the marine corps to hold your hand you know like your whole life is just doing what the marine corps wants you to do and trying to step on everybody else to get a, you know a little bit higher like i've actually held a job outside of the marine corps and i have a life that isn't the marine corps and you know so i'm gonna go do that instead of coming like you you know and completely completely institutionalized like yeah and that's yeah is when so when the the vax mandate came down did most people get like lockstep and and just get the vaccine or was there a few people that refused at first so 
Yeah, basically, I was um, I was calling it months before anything was really announced. I was like, there's no way that they aren't going to come out with a thing and be like, hey, you all got to get this. And I was passing it up to my master. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm not getting this, period. Like, and I, <laughs> like, I, I'm telling you it's going to come down. It hasn't yet, but it will. And when it does, just be aware that I'm not getting it. So you can start my paperwork right now. And um, and uh, there was quite a few. There was probably 15 other dudes in my unit and, and a couple civilians that work with us that were unvaccinated and we're like we're not getting a yeah i ended up getting it you know i just it's not worth it yada 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 so there was a decent amount of resistance i think most people agreed like hey this is stupid but i'm just doing this because you know it's not worth the fight and um and then and then once everybody had gotten it they kind of all got into the you know into the clone pods and were like you should also get this vaccine it is not worth it you know it's like whatever everybody becomes the hive mind real quick <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah pretty much i mean it's like dude i got it and i'm fine it hurt like a little you know hurt for a little bit yada 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 and i'm like i don't care you dude, do, and that, you that's know? that's the problem in the marine corps too like you know people talk about like the toxic masculinity well there's there is some toxic masculinity in the marine corps if there's one place that there's toxic masculinity it's in the marine corps because they're like oh don't be a bitch i got it and i'm more manly than you because i got it and it's like bro you got some fucking vaccine that some fucking dumbass staff sergeant that you bitch about every week, every day told you to get, or he's going to give you negative paperwork. And then you went and got it. Now you're trying to tell me to get it because it didn't hurt. And it's not that big of a deal. And it's like, you're going to go home tonight and bitch about that staff sergeant for saying that you had some IPs on your uniform and you just IP'd it last night and there's not an IP, but he's been fucking with you, but you just, willy-nilly went and took this goddamn vaccine so go fuck yourself pretty much you know i i got to the point where i really did not care about what anybody had to say in regards to it you know there's still some people that i care about and respect uh from yeah that, you know from that unit but um it, it was really just to the point where it's like i i do not care you know and, and people can say whatever they want to and i was ready i was told i was going to get an ota i ended up getting a general under honorable but it's like at this point you know, I just I dug my heels in. I said, "This is my line that I'm drawing. I'm not crossing it." And you can do whatever you want. Like you can you can send me to the stinking break. I don't care. This is my decision, and and I'm making a decision for once. You know, and the Marine Corps is not going to yeah. change that. So you know, and it just like yeah. I mean, <laughs> the number of times I got told because I you know I'm living back uh, on my parents' property right now, um, and the number of times that my that same gunny that was t- telling me like you know it's impossible to function outside of the Marine Corps. Um, was like oh you need to cut the umbilical cord you need to you know whatever i'm like sorry you have a terrible relationship with your family but you know i'm <laughs> i'm gonna go hang out with mine sorry <laughs> yeah dude there's a there's a lot of those i feel like uh every every marine or every military dude that we talked to they always had like the majority of their higher higher ups they always had and they told them that they were getting out there even before COVID, obviously um they always had that aversion like oh you're not gonna make it outside the marine Corps. i had a co uh that was uh he was i used to call him 2.6 i got i got really not close with mine but i was uh comfortable enough that i could talk a lot of shit to the people in my my uh company office because i had to work there for a little bit um after i was being a dick to my company first sergeant which was my gunnery sergeant but uh he uh, they he made me work in a company office with them for a while, so I just started talking shit to him because I was just like done with the Marine Corps at that point, 
And I called him 2.6 because that was his GPA when he finished college and he bragged <laughs> about it one time. So I was like, oh, 2.6 this, 2.6 that. And when it got brought up one time about like, I was like, no, nah, I'm getting the fuck out the first chance I get. Like, I can't wait to get out. And I was just done with how things were running and didn't like the way it was going. I was like, I'm damn good at my job. I do everything that you guys want me to do. The only thing that you guys hate is my fucking mouth. So you know what? Like, I'm just done. I'm not going to do this anymore. So he's sitting there talking to me. He's like, you're, you know, you're not going to fucking make it on the outside. You know, the statistics of Marine vet, first term Marine veterans on the outside. And I was like, do you know who the fortune 500 like top leaders are? If you put them in a pool and what statistic that the majority of them have. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, they were Marines. And it doesn't matter if they were one term or seven terms. Like the, there's a large more majority of the fortune 500 leaders, like that lead the fortune 500 companies that are Marines. And it's like, it's because there's a drive that makes you become a, a Marine. And there's a drive that makes you want to be successful in life in general. So I don't think I'm going to have that big of a problem, but they would all like everybody that we've talked to, it's a theme where they would all be like, Oh, it's so hard to make it on the outside. And it's like, that's because you've never tried, bro. Yeah, like you've never tried. And at a certain yeah. point, dude, it gets to like they're like they threaten you, like, "Oh, you won't make it. You'll be homeless." And you're like, "You know what, dude? I'd rather be fucking homeless than <laughs> just to spite I'd you. rather be on the street and living in a, in a van down by the river. Like, I don't care. I, I want out of here." <laughs> Have y'all ever noticed the bald gunny phenomenon? Yes. Where, like, yes. Every, like, absolutely. Eighty of the Marine Corps gunnies are bald. I yeah, I'm it's, I, well, I think a lot of it. Is, I I think a lot of it comes from the DI thing. field. <laughs> I think it comes from the DI field. Probably because they, they, that's why they're all a lot like, of them you have to stay in too. Yeah, exactly. Because well, dude, once your life is that shit and you have to become a drill instructor, that's a shitty job. That's like one of the <laughs> shittiest jobs in the military. So I yep. feel like you either lose your hair during that job, so you just start shaving it anyways. Or you're like, I'm tired of getting lice from all the nasty ass recruits. So you shave your hair anyways. And then they just keep it like that for the rest of their lives. Probably, probably. I had, yeah, on, on the, on the, yeah, the people saying you're not like, I've had probably four or five uh, gunnies, even a couple uh former like Marines that I knew pretty well that were like civilians and, and working in mm-hmm. the same job, basically be like, you know, you're going to regret this. You wish you're going to wish you'd done this differently. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think I will. Uh, you know, like my, the, the base CEO was like, you know, what do you, how are you going to feel when you go to a baseball game and they say, well, all the veterans please stand. And, you know, are you going to stand or not? How are you going to feel about that? And I'm like, I really, first of all, don't go to baseball games. And second, don't care <laughs> that much. Like, you know, I'm not a thank me for my service kind of person, you know, it's like, it, it is, it is ridiculous of you to think that this is the biggest, like, this is the crowning moment of my life is, is being, <sighs> you know, in this stupid organization. Yes. So you nailed it right on the head with that this they act like this should be the crowning achievement of your lifetime and it's like you know while it's it's a huge accomplishment like once you're when you're in that and you're trying to become it like it's a huge accomplishment don't get me wrong I felt pride when I became one when I finally passed everything and became a marine like I felt pride in doing that it was it was an accomplishment and it's a very big accomplishment especially out of the young age when you join like most of us are 18 to 22 when you join so it's like yeah, it's a big accomplishment at that point in my life, but you're going to act like I'm going to give up my family for that or, you know, future success for that or 
you know, the, all the other things that come inside your life, like there's not, that's not going to be my, I'm not going to look back and be like, God damn, out of all these kids that I have and grandchildren and, you know, doing this, that, or the other, and getting to see the world. And I'm just the, my, my most crowning achievement was becoming a Marine. And it's like, no, I think like you're probably the most crowning achievement for a lot of these people or for a lot of the people that think like us, it's like, damn, I got a fucking good ass kid that's doing well in school or doing well in life. And I'm just super proud. That's my fucking crowning achievement. And most of these gunnies and staff sergeants and officers and shit, they all have kids, but you don't hear them say one fucking positive thing about their goddamn kids or their wives. They fucking usually hate them. It's the wildest thing. Yeah, for sure. I actually, I I had, I can't rag on my leadership too much because I, uh, two staff NCOs, uh, or two staff sergeants rather and um and a chiwo that were just like they were they had my back they were they were fighting for me they did you know awesome guys great marines you know see through you know kind of the the veil a little bit and uh my chiwo he was um he's like you know he understands it all but he's like at this point i'm just trying to take care of you know young marines that otherwise would be just like you know it would be way worse for them so Shout out Chief One Officer Three Harmon. Uh, I've never had a, chi- a I've never had a bad Chiwo to be honest. I had one. I had one that uh, really? spent about two hours a week in in the office. And the rest of the time, he was picking up or dropping off his daughter. Um, so you know that's code for doing whatever I want. But um, yeah. <laughs> he, he wasn't so much a you know a, a dipshit as he was just like um like what are you doing dude lazy like he's he, yeah <laughs> lazy and he was just trying to get to his 20 years and get out you know yeah whatever dude okay that's fine so when when all this started coming down and they were like hey we're passing it uh what was what was it like for the troops like you know the e1 to e5s like where everybody was like fuck this at first and then it kind of changed or was it more well i guess this is just another bullshit thing that we have to do so we're gonna do it uh, yeah, it's honestly more of the latter, and I think a lot of people like because of the connectedness of the world right now. Everybody's on social yeah. media or, or reading the news or whatever, and I think, uh, a huge portion of them were already vaccinated. The ones that were willingly going yeah. to were already vaccinated. Everybody else went, ah, eh, whatever. I've had you know a hundred vaccinations, whatever. It's no big deal. Yeah. Um, minus the few that like myself really right really, now, really didn't want it, and, and out of them. You know, they all eventually buckled too. I so out of the out of my entire battalion, I know there was only another. Um, I want to say seven, and um, those I didn't see anybody other than them when we met with the baseio. So I don't know if that's it for the base, but I feel like it's more. Um, yeah. So yeah, most everybody was just kind of like, eh, it's another dumb requirement that we got to do. When when yeah. you like said no, what was like the first thing? Were they they just try to talk you into it, or did you have to go see someone? After that, I had to uh, talk to a whole bunch of people. Basically, my whole chain of command knew about it, but the 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 guidance wasn't clear at all because you know it's it was it was pretty illegal what they were doing, and um, yeah. the, so they had to figure out a way to basically separate people over it. And basically, because you can't sixty one oh five somebody for the same in like uh for the same thing, what they did was basically they said okay, stand by. A couple weeks later. I went and I got a, a written order from the company CO or I got issued like the official Marine Corps order to get vaccinated, got a 6105 for refute, you know, for disobeying that order. A couple weeks later, come back, 
company COs saying, hey, here's a direct order to get vaccinated. Disobeying that one, two more 6105s. Or not two more, sorry, one more 6105s. Two copies. I'm retarded. Um, and, uh, and then the battalion CO, base CO, basically the same thing. So you end up with like three 6105s. Um, right. for the whole thing because it was separate orders by like quote heavy air quotes on that one separate orders right. to get vaccinated by these individuals so yeah and that whole process took months i i expected to be i, I home for a month in october with my family out and get them all set up and i i told them at the time i'm like i'll i'll, I'll be back late november early december you know hey it won't take them that long to keep me out whatever and um the whole process ended up being about five months so i didn't you know march 16th was when they finally got rid of me um and you know every every month or so they call me in and be like hey we're going to first science office okay cool whatever more paperwork done so yeah did you ever think about like talking to uh you know like your like base law or any of those guys no because i mean from my understanding because i looked up the uh the order and from my understanding this is a weird outlook i have on the whole situation that most marines that were getting kicked out most of the marines that were getting vaccinated most of the people that i've talked to that were like oh that's so terrible what they did like you basically sign in your contract saying that they can medically experiment on you if they want to right that's yeah. you basically give them that right and so my uh, from basically my understanding is like uh, yeah i basically agreed to let them do that and now that i don't want to they have every right to separate me you know and at that right. point it was like yeah the sooner i get out of here the better i don't want to be here um and there's just not a lot of my benefits that i'm you know really leveraging at this point in time. i'm sure there'll be some over over time but at the current moment i'm not really so it's like yeah. you know what i'll just they can they can go ahead and kick me out i, I don't care i didn't even bother to submit a religious exemption it was like i know they're all going to get denied anyway so it's like what's the point and i'm not trying to draw out this process and you know, I, I think that the Marine Corps was well within its rights to do what it did. I think it made a terrible decision, but it made yeah. that decision. And so then for all of, you know, all of us little scumbags on the bottom of the totem pole, like, you know, we, we did sign a contract saying they'd let them do this. But what's more important to me than that contract is the oath that I swore and, you know, my basic moral compass, which is like, this is wrong, you know, and this is – I would consider a domestic threat because I've got friends and family losing jobs and stuff. Yeah. over this and they never signed any kind of contract you know they like they're just innocent bystanders getting hit and you know hit with this whatever crap like the, the area where i live a lot of people work at a at a, um, at a naval base nearby okay uh, lines he's like you're just grabbing fox news headlines whatever and i'm like fox news is pro vaccine <laughs> you know pro vaccine mandate what are you talking about second <laughs> like i have people that i really know and trust that are much smarter than i'm research and they tell me it's a bad idea so do that kind of research and third because as as you know my basic moral thing is like why would i get to keep my job and not suffer any repercussions over this thing that i basically you know i my you know my glorious dreams of you know, defending people and and you know doing the right thing and all that like mm -hmm. you know how is how is that doing how am I doing that if I'm just, you know, going with whatever? Like, so anyway, he didn't have an answer for that one. I don't think that was on their bullet point list that they were issued. So. <laughs> he, he didn't have that automatic answer. Yeah. He just kind of sat there for a minute. He's like, okay, well, I guess, I guess I can respect that. Um, 
are you sure you're not just grabbing headlines? Like Franklin Graham <laughs> did tell you to get this vaccine. Like, okay, dude. That's oh. fucking hilarious. Yeah, dude. The whole thing's been it's been wild. It's been a it's been crazy to watch it. I mean, every step of the way before, even like outside of the military, just every step of the way, it was like, I really don't think that's gonna happen. And then once like the first round of lockdowns went through, uh, typo and I were just like, man, they, they can do anything they want. And we weren't thinking about the military quite that hard at that at that moment. Like, what are they doing? But I mean, a couple months in, we were like, oh, dude, the military is going to get fucking their dicks pushed in. Like, they're going to be fucked because you just have it's like you said, there's a lot of things that you sign in that contract. And that's kind of like the bad, like one of the things that we hate about the military that we, we it's it's disgusting to me is that uh we uh you kind of just you kind of sign away a lot of shit in your life that you don't even realize that it's going to be like that it's going to be a, a serious thing and it's it's crazy because you're 18 19 20 21 and it's it's just a it's just a weird point in your life to be signing away that much freedom from yourself especially when you are joining to fight for freedom. You know what I mean? What's up, everyone? Let me take a second and tell you about our new sponsor, David Day. He offers a legal protection membership that gives you access to attorneys 24-7 for as little as a dollar a day. When you're pulled over, don't talk to the police. Shut the fuck up and call your attorney. When a company screws you over, don't try to call and fight them. Have your attorney write them a letter. Take action to be the man of your house and protect your family from the worst aspects of the state. Visit David's website at davidday.com backslash bullet so that he knows we sent you. Um, that website is david, D-A-V-I-D-D-D-A-Y.com backslash bullet. Uh, let him know that we sent you and uh, hope he protects everything you need out there. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah, dude. It's kind of weird. You gotta go. Sure, I mean, 17, 18, 19 years old. Sure. Like, oh, I think I'm on a delay. Sorry. Oh, yep. There you are. You're back. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. My Wi Fi is a little, little rough. Um, <laughs> it, it's just like 17, 18, 19 years old. All the legalese they throw at you, it's not made clear to your control. You won't get the you know the power to make decisions in your own life over things that are very important and personal medical decisions. And you know they reserve the right to spend your your freedom, your religious freedom, and your your bodily autonomy, and all of that. Like I mean, you know they they can do whatever they want, and that's not made clear to you during the you know during your enlistment process. And and you know being you know, I was 17 when I joined, and most people are. 18 to 22 like you said it's like who's thinking about that nobody nobody's thinking about that that's that's kind of one of those times you know it's really the time in your life you're the most likely to rashly rush into something and so it's, you know it's just like yeah you have no idea what you're giving up and they don't even tell you half the stuff that you're giving up and they say did you read this paper and give you five seconds to look at it and it's like oh yeah i, def- I definitely read that sure why not <laughs> yeah, yeah typo you, was- you were saying sorry i, I Oh, you're fine. The USMC, dude, you signed a motherfucking contract. They can do whatever yeah, they dude. want to you, dude. It's just, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Cause in like the weirdest way is like, I mean, I don't know about 
I feel like most Marines, like at least you were sold on the idea that you were going to like, you know, protect the constitution, fight for freedom, fight the bad guys that attacked us on 9-11, like that kind of thinking is what at least what you're thinking about when you're joining and it's just it's just it is kind of crazy you have to literally give up everything like your freedom so you can go protect freedom at least that's what they say and it's just i don't know just to wrap your head around that idea is like you have to sacrifice pretty much everything put everything on the line at the whims of their mercy just so you can go and protect quote terror from terrorists or whatever you're doing and wherever you're at <laughs> and not even not even be able to like question it a little bit like that's the thing like, not at all <laughs> like you should be able to like question it a little bit like all right i gotta question some things you know and they just don't even allow you to do that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah for sure i mean it, the more like i kind of just like my years nine months or whatever that i was in but like my uh uh oh well to good buddy of mine i know you guys know him and so uh you know he's been kind of you know whispering in my ear a little bit and <clears throat> kind of making me realize some stuff and you know and just and also like seeing from a new light like the, the level of brainwashing in, in the marine corps is just is just wild i mean to to hear any gunny talk about it it's like yeah we were we were winning so much in vietnam that the the press had to make a secrecy of, of some of the stuff that they claim and as gospel truth and everybody just is like whatever you know i don't care just keep going with my life and sure why not like i mean yeah it, it is really really i mean who who are we who are we fighting you know with with a with a military budget the size of the next what 10 nations combined or whatever like i mean what are we doing there's no, no way that's necessary like yeah break. well you, and it's, you kind and of half of it's wasted anyway yeah, I was going to say, you you kind of know where all this money goes. Like, goes to, like, dumb projects to fund for internet that doesn't really work on the base. So, like, it's it's insane. Like, we, we actually we actually used to have, well, we kind of do it still. And everyone now got a story from you. But we used to always talk about, like, what your tax stars go to in the military. And we would just find the most, like, outlandish things. And it, it, it's like pen, number two pencils in the Air Force were being bought in the, or sold to the military for like $1,000 a pencil. I was like, what is going yeah. on? This pencil better give you a blowjob. Like, what is this? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> or his, his dad was on one time and he was talking about uh, uh, them rolling off tanks and vehicles into the Gulf uh, during Desert Storm, wasn't it? Yeah, it was after. Yeah, they were just they were they were like, oh, we're leaving and we it's more expensive to take all this gear back. So they were just rolling tanks and Humvees and all that shit just right off into the Gulf. Just like, all right, we're done with this gear. We're just going to get rid of it. And it's like that is an insane thing to do like that. That's that doesn't make sense. (laughs) And it happens all the time. Judah. Well, Judah, if you can hear us, well, I, know I mean, you, you know, oh, there you at are. At least it's an area that's completely obsessed with slaughter. Not, uh, the Afghanistan, which all got stuck in. Am I back? Yep, yeah. you're back. No. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, it's uh, it's a little <laughs> rough right now. I was I was just saying though, it's at least it's a step up. Rolling them into the Gulf is a step up from donating them to a war torn area of the <laughs> Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the, 
the Afghanistan withdrawal got stuck in my throat. Something got stuck in my throat. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Uh, that actually, I want to ask about that real quick before you go. Um, you so you were still in the military when the Afghanistan yeah, dude, withdrawal happened. Um, yeah. What, dude? What was? I mean, people's general uh, perception of it. Like, were people upset? Like, what was? What was the atmosphere like? Yeah. I, the general uh, consensus was like somebody messed this up good. And then when the whole, um, what was that? Uh, it was a major something that was, um, that was like saying something about it. And then he oh. got thrown in the brig or whatever. Yeah. That Lieutenant Colonel. Yeah. He made that yeah, video yeah, yeah. and went viral. Yeah. 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 That like everybody was like, you know, kind of rooting for him and stuff and like really excited. And we got pretty distracted cause we spent, um, basically, uh, just a, a we got 10,000 um, Afghani refugees through the uh, through Quantico that we had to support the the lo- relocation of. So um, that kind of kept us busy, and there was a little bit less thought put into that while all that was going down. So that's fucking crazy. I'm gonna have to look that shit up now. I didn't even know that that Quantico was facilitating that at all. But uh... yeah, um, they threw them out. So I don't know how the whole like who owns what and what it's called but it's tech so camp upshire is where they put them but it was like and they brought up mlgs from uh Lejeune and um so yeah it was it was crazy because we got notified at like two o'clock on uh friday that like yeah so you got you know we need x y and z services by monday at 8 a.m when the refugees come rolling through and and um okay um and then they did <laughs> they actually got postponed like wednesday but I had two hours of sleep that weekend in my car. So yeah, it was, it was fun. Good times. Good times. Good times. Oh, yeah. Well, I know you got to get out of here, man. Uh, we won't keep you any longer, but I really appreciate you coming on. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's fun. Yeah, dude. Uh, anytime you ever want to come on and bullshit or just fucking hit us up about whatever um, you're more than welcome to. And uh, we'll, we're more than happy to talk about whatever bullshit you want to talk about. So just let us know. All right. <laughs> the damn wi-fi it's gonna get you wherever you're at that wi-fi is gonna kill you <laughs> sounds awesome thank you guys so much yep thanks dude. all right all right peace dope